You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to episode five of the Claret and Blue podcast. Today I'm joined by Ashley Priest. Hello, how are you doing? All right, back Good. in again. Yeah, how Same are you? All right, yeah, yeah another, another defeat of the weekend again, so not the best, but we play one, don't we? So we'll have a natter today about it and... Uh, Busy week, hasn't it? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Liverpool tomorrow and Southampton Saturday. So yeah, looking forward to this one. To bring this this way a little okay. bit. Yeah. And our other guest today, do not adjust your eyes. Matt Kendrick has not had a hair <laughs> transplant. We are joined by Ty Bracey. Ty. How are we, lads? All good. Saying Ty, yeah. Wicked. So we're going to talk a little bit about Sheffield United because we have to. <laughs> I don't really want to, but we have to talk about it. Okay. So another defeat for Villa. I've not seen the game. I've seen a few highlights about five or six minutes worth so I feel a little bit underprepared but if you're new to the podcast you can get used to that Ash you were there Ty you've you've seen bits as well talk to me What? how how, how bad is it well it was four changes wasn't it so Engels come straight back in he brought in horse because he like, likes a left foot or right foot mm-hmm. Landry was a shock on wasn't it yeah. bringing him in instead of Connor maybe and then the, most, was the fourth change was Gilbert coming in obviously but anyway the performance itself Villa, uh, Dean Smith called for Villa to be more t- tougher to beat basically they've been leaking so many goals of late and first half I thought game plan going really well the, in truth they stank the place out a little bit which is fine for me Horse playing well no nonsense Villa didn't have a sniff at goal neither did Sheffield United so it was all going well and then after the break again just five minutes after the uh, flex scores third game in a row five minutes yeah, you know what I mean say. so it's Concentration levels after the half time, I don't know. But as for the game itself, I mean, yeah, I, I spoke about it. I, I said to Dean afterwards, I said, decent first half, Dean. What did you make of it? He said, no, it weren't decent. We, 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 <laughs> so he shut me down straight away, to be fair. <laughs> but I thought that was his game plan, just to, just to nullify Sheffield United's threats. Yeah. And they did that, the, the quieting down the home crowd. So far, so good. And then just lapsing concentration again, allowing me Fleck, Fleck to move there. Back heel from the centre half, wasn't it? Basham. Mm. And then, yeah. Good move, f- that first was goal. a good move, yeah. Villa fall to pieces again. Um, the penalty could have got Villa back into it, all ifs, buts, and maybes now. But another defeat against a good side. No question about that. How do you, how do you see it, Ty? Um, I mean, there was a lot of. A lot of talk online about that being the most boring first half of football well, that's yeah. been in the Prem. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't exciting to watch. Nah. Um, one thing I found highly frustrating in the first half of the football was possession. I just felt like every second ball, straight back to him, yeah. everything straight back to him. And I think we've been a sucker for that for a few ga- you know, the last yeah. few games. Yeah, I found it quite rough to watch and it was frustrating to watch because... If you watch Sheffield United, they haven't spent a lot of money in the market, you know, compared to us. You know, we needed to make money, but um, Sheffield United believed in their team. They've, you know, they've made minimal changes. But one thing I noticed that they had that we didn't is when there was in a position to pass the ball, there was three or four options at every time. Yeah, yeah. And I find with us, there's never three or four options. There's mm. one at most, you know, especially when we're out on the wings, you know, Algarzi and Trez... I know that aren't that isn't our starting wingers, but okay, so let's go with Grealish and Trez. Uh, Grealish and Algarzi, sorry. Yeah. Grealish is the type of player where he can come in from the wing and he'll switch across to the middle, you know, and he'll run through players. But Algarzi isn't so much that type of winger. I just find that we're lacking options to pass the ball. Yeah. And I'm finding that's where we're losing a lot of possession. The players aren't supporting the players who are on the ball. 
Okay. And I'm finding that's where we're really struggling hmm. with losing possession. Well, you, a couple of cases on Saturday, McGinn's got his head up. He's looking for an option, an out ball. And Wesley's a bit too deep again. And he's, Wesley's near enough next to him. And he's playing hoofball. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of hoofball going on yeah, in yeah, the game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the ball's just being whacked Get up the rid. field. Yeah, so uh, it was a frustrating game to watch for me. Um, I mean, three shots off target in the entire game. Nothing else. No shots on target. Yeah, that's that's rough. Not good enough, is it? I mean... You know, Wesley's been getting a hard time online and he'll continue to get a hard time online. I'd understand if he was getting seven or eight chances a game. Definitely. But he isn't, you know. Yeah, he might, he may need to improve. You, you know, come January, I'm sure we'll touch on that um, of what the plan is, you know, yeah, yeah, in January. Yeah. But I find the slack Wesley gets, yeah, there's times where he, he does look a little bit lost and he has to drop, you know, pretty much to the halfway line yeah, to, yeah. to get a touch of the ball. But I feel like we're, he doesn't get enough service for mm. us to criticise his goal-scoring record. Well, we talked season. about that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? That, well, is it is it Wesley's not doing enough or are we not doing enough as a team to give him the yeah. service he provides? It's, yeah. it's, we need both to Absolutely, be in tandem, don't yeah. we, to get anything out of him? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why we're scoring a lot of goals from the middle of the field. Mm. Um, you know, the midfield, the wingers, that's where our main source of goals is coming from. Yeah. Mm. Um, Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As I just said, I mean, I do feel sorry for Wesley because he gets a lot of criticism online and it is a, it is a striker's job to score goals. But I think it works back into what I said about having options available. When Wesley has the ball, if you watch when he has the ball, he doesn't have a lot of options around yeah. him of, okay, who do I pass to next? You know, so I, I, I do feel sorry for him at the moment. And, you know, Dean Smith has said, you know, why would I spend £22 million on a player and then bring someone else in in January and not play him? You know, he sees the sparks of greatness and, you know, does, yeah. we don't see him five days a week in training or however many days a week they train. You know, so I feel like the potential's there. I just feel like something isn't working. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if it's the formation. I was going to say what? Yeah. <laughs> don't know if it's the formation. Is it the players? Are the Reds down a little bit, you know, because we're, we're not doing too great? Something isn't right. Do the, do the players trust, trust Wesley enough? <sighs> Sometimes I'm seeing him look up, they're opting another pass instead, maybe. And, yeah. yeah. Or One thing I did notice, um, I can't remember which game it was. Um, it was, I think, our last home game. It might have even been against Liverpool. There was options to pass to Wesley, but Wesley wasn't getting... I think uh, Grealish and McGinn were, you know, coming towards the goal and they were working together and Wesley was available. Yeah. I, I think that. there might be a trust issue in the team with Wesley and... And confidence. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, you know... I think he probably reads the stuff that's said about him online. Uh, I don't think he has Twitter. I know he has an Instagram. But uh, I think that'll knock your confidence as a striker. You know, if you're getting constantly, you know, spat out online and you're getting a constant headache of, you know, this isn't good enough. People think that £22 million is a lot of money for a striker in today's day and age. And it's not, not, you know, 10 years ago, £22 million, you won a goal scorer there. Yeah. In the market... In the today's current age, twenty-two million pounds is probably an average price for a Premier League striker. Yeah. Take Joel Linton, for example, forty million pounds. He's doing less, less than Wesley. You know, he, mm. he he's not doing a great lot for for Newcastle. So, I don't think I would understand if he was missing loads of chances game after game, but he isn't getting those chances. Mm. He's, so one, he's one for you then. You got David McGoldrick. Yeah, uh, hasn't scored in fourteen games. Yeah, standing ovation Saturday. <laughs> Because he, he was brilliant, he was everywhere, he was chasing ball back, yeah. tackling McGinn. 
Yeah. Up, and scored in 14. He's a free transfer from Ipswich not so long ago. He was like, yeah, and the, yeah, the boy Lee Moose it up top. He was a Bournemouth reject, basically. Yeah. But them strikers are doing the business for them. They didn't cost, cost, cost yeah. a lot, did they? So just say a lot, to be honest, for me. Yeah, I think that the whole kind of, I'm not kind of berating your point, yeah, but yeah, yeah. judging a player on transfer fee, pointless isn't it really absolutely yeah, yeah. John McGinn was two and a half and he's go. one of the best players in, exactly. the, in the world not to overstate him <laughs> so I think it's a little bit difficult to look at a player and go well, he's gone for this he's gone for that so that means he's going to bring us X amount but I suppose if you bring a player in of that money like you say 22 million is probably kind of nine or ten a few years ago that, yeah. that, that standard of player but we've not done that as a club for what, was it Darren Bent the record yeah, before yeah, that so yeah, that, what, yeah. that's almost 10, 10 years ago at this point yeah. so there's probably an expectation from Villa fans that oh, we've spent 20 million on a striker for the first time we expect better than what we've got there's some tough games lately as well you've got to, yeah. you've got to fancy Wesley to score in the next few haven't you Southampton at home yeah, you've, you've got no, haven't you we, no at home we talked about these games it's hard to give you chances last episode you've, you've got to win them now because mm. we said we were looking at points total last week I didn't, ha- I didn't have us to get anything at Sheffield United no, anyway. no, so I'm not Although I'm obviously disappointed that we've lost the game, I expected us to get nothing anyway. So my expectation isn't that oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really down in dumps over it because I, I kind of thought we'd, we'd lose anyway. But the away end was re- really quiet on Saturday. Um, I know a few lads who went and they said that for the first time this year, the mood is a bit, everyone was standing there in silence basically because mm-hmm. what, what they were seeing, nothing to shout about. Yeah. Um, Sheffield nodded all over us at times. Um and that says a lot as well. So the expect- expectation levels have gone down a notch, possibly. I suppose the, the the case there is literally we were in the same division last year and they've come up and mm. adapted and are, Absolutely. Where, where are they to, top six, top, top eight? They're they're really close. They've dropped down okay, So, I mean, they're massively overachieving, you, you would say. Yeah. They were good last year. They've been good again. They were good the year before that when they got promoted into the good championship. Good, solid side. They've been, they've been together for years, haven't they? I suppose we're looking at that going... Why, why can't we do that? Absolutely, <laughs> that's yeah. the frustration. That's yeah. the frustration. Smith society, yeah. It's a new Villa, a new team. We've got loads of potential. It's going to be a, 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 a waiting game, really. Is, is this the way the season's going, Ty? Is, is this how you expected it to go? That we'd be around this this point total at this point in the season? I'll be honest. I watched the I watched us against Leipzig in pre-season, and I thought <laughs> we can finish in the top half of the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was seeing some really great football. Dean Smith's philosophy is very much attacking football. Yeah, yeah. You know, if yep. we go down to 10 men, he don't care, attack. You get that goal. And I'm not seeing that in the last few games. No. So I watched us against Leipzig and I thought, we can finish top half of the table here. This really can happen. And then the reality kicks in. You're in the Premier League and the Premier League isn't, by all means, a walk in the park. Yep. There's teams who are giving you a schooling who you don't, you know, you look at your likes of Bournemouth and Brighton and think, yeah, small clubs, we can beat them. And then the harsh reality is they give you a really good game. <laughs> yeah. Bournemouth are no pushover. Brighton are no pushover. They're not a club of Villa's calibre. They're not, but they're not pushovers. Mm. Sheffield, I went to Sheffield United away last year and their atmosphere is, they do give the away fans a really hard time. You yeah. surrounded both sides and they love giving you hassle. It's not an easy ground to go to. Sheffield United play a way of football that I think will eventually get exposed, but at the moment it's not getting exposed. Me and, you know, when I've spoke to mates about it, they said they'll get exposed with these tactics in the Premier League. They'll play teams like Man City and the, they just won't bring it. But they are bringing it, you know, they're doing mm. everything I didn't expect them to do. Mm. But I don't mind us losing against teams. I can deal with us losing against teams. 
But I feel like that performance on Saturday yeah. is, isn't good enough. How, I mean, how, how do you rank that performance this season? In, in terms of a, how bad it was. That we were okay, seeing. compare it to a game where we've had an amazing game. Let's go Everton. Probably the best atmosphere I've witnessed at Villa Park this season. Mm-hmm. You know, it was absolutely rocking. Yeah. We played well. Everyone's buzzing. Wesley scored a goal. We were 1-0 till quite late on in the game when Al Ghazi scored another one. I feel like that was a, an 11 players on the pitch who wanted it a little bit more than the players who wanted it on Saturday. Yeah, it's stark contrast, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that game. And yeah, Smith said, Smith said after that as well, we've we got to be better with the ball now. We've got some, these high coined a phrase, um, continental players or something like that. So he's, he's expecting a lot more play, with, with players with the ball. Um, and then that on Saturday, it was flat, wasn't it? Yeah. No belief in themselves. He's banging on about that recently. There's no belief at the moment. So There's a lot of hoofball. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Ball is what I've seen yeah, on Twitter. Bruce Ball. I mean, I had mentioned to one of my buddies that, you know, it felt very much like Bruce Ball. Mm. And then I'd spoke to you about it, Dan, and uh, you had, you know, said that you had heard the same. I don't want to tarnish Dean Smith with the Steve Bruce um, brush. Cause I just don't. Because... On Saturday, I seen an interesting stat about Steve Bruce. So Newcastle on Saturday failed to register a shot on target for the first time yeah. in their Premier League history. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very surprising. It's Bruce Ball, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think people need to... Under- it, fans are getting frustrated. People are getting frustrated. Patience levels are really thin with Villa. Because Villa's very marmite. You know, this time last year, we were 14th in the championship. You know, and then go on to get promoted. We're a year in front of the owner's plan of when we were going to go up. Exactly. You know, so we probably have to bring transfer targets forward. You know, who would we be looking at if we had gone up a year later as opposed to this season? You mm. know, I think we had to make a very a lot of rash decisions. Yeah, yeah. I don't... If you look at our signings as individuals, we've got some great talent. We have got some real great talent. But something on the pitch just isn't right. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know what it is. Is it that we're playing one up front and Wesley needs more support around him? You know, is a Wesley a press the line back to, uh, striker? You know, is he going to run in behind a defender and he's going to be one on one with the goalie? I haven't seen against him. Everton. Yeah, that was the only time we've yeah, seen it. Really. But that was a ball from Yotta that was it was a beautifully, yeah, beautifully crafted pass from Yotta, mm. and we haven't seen Yotta since you know he's had a hernia, he's had an operation. I'd like to see him in the team because. Okay. He can put a ball in and you can see that there's something there between him and Wesley mm. where Wes he's spotted Wesley's run. Now, if you watch that goal back, for Yotta to get that ball where he got it, he's done, you know, tremendous work there to get yep. Wesley in that position. And it just shows you that he can mm. score a goal when he's one on one with a goalkeeper. Sorry, mate. Uh, going off topic there. <laughs> I don't even know what I asked. Um, uh, worst performances, lots of ways he rank. So, so, yeah. so Palace was bad, wasn't he? And he's, the one I'm thinking of is Wolves away. Wolves away, yeah. Was, I thought it was the first time I thought, Jesus, we, yeah, we've been terrible bracket, here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's up there. So I was going to look at some stats. I haven't. <laughs> I'm going to level with you. I haven't had time. I wanted to look at kind of the the narrative of where we are and when it started to go wrong. Yeah. Because I'm going to talk about the fan frustration a little bit that you just touched on the social media now is at the point where there's we're starting to get the the smith out stuff he's not the right man this player's no good yeah, blah, 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 which is it's just crazy. we'll come back to, to twitter at the end because i don't want to get into it just yet when when did you feel like the game was that you thought oh this is 
this isn't going as well as I thought it was going to be because to, to start the season we've said Ash haven't we that we've been in every game pretty much we've, we've given teams a good go Spurs we should have got something like Arsenal Palace blah 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 we've, we've played well in, in some in some of these games yep. and the, the feeling seems to be now that okay we're, we're not playing well anymore and yeah. um, since, I think, since I think Wolves, we might be in trouble so you say Wolves since Wolves yeah, probably. I think when we conceded that last minute double to Liverpool, Liverpool. that's yeah. where I felt like considering we were without Grealish was that before Wolves Liverpool? yeah game yeah. before good shout that considering yeah. we were without Grealish we played outstanding. In yeah, fact, yeah. I was quite—I felt quite reassured that we could give a, a team. If you look at their results in the last twelve months, they yeah. are playing incredible. The most yeah. informed team in Europe, and got, annoyingly good. <laughs> yeah, annoyingly good. They're on a par with the Arsenal Invincibles at the minute. Yeah, yeah. it's going that way. It is, know? isn't it? It really is. And we were nearly the team yeah. that beat that run, yeah. and that would be just something that That's you so can Villa, isn't it? To be nearly the team, absolutely. And I think <laughs> and like the stuff in that Villa a little bit, thinking. Phew. Yeah, I thought we were going to get hammered. I don't think Liverpool. Yeah, we played well, but Liverpool didn't bring their A game. Mm -hmm. But Sadio Mane, I think he's definitely part of the reason that we're. 90 plus four. Oh, 90 plus four. You know I mean? And he scored that goal. And it broke my heart. Yeah. It broke my heart. <laughs> it really did. I think that's where the form started to slip. That's we, a confidence knock, isn't it? Yeah. That. But we were surrounded by rough fixtures anyway. You know, we Imagine. had Wolves away, Man City, Liverpool, I think in seven days, eight days, nine yeah. days, something like mm -hmm. that. It was rough. It was really rough. I didn't expect us to get anything from any of the games, but I was, I was reassured that we do have a team that can exist and play good football without Grealish. Yeah. Yeah. Because as much as Grealish is Villa through and through and he bleeds Villa, yeah. he's here for a career. Football is his career. Oh, this is getting controversial now. No. <laughs> and I would never want to see him leave Villa. He's Villa captain. I'd never want to see Grealish leave. But there's going to come a time, you yeah. know, take Mike, Steve McManaman, and Michael Owen, Liverpool fans but go to Real Madrid. If Real Madrid come knocking for Grealish and call me being biased saying that Real Madrid will come knocking for Grealish. When you've got Pep Guardiola, one of the greatest managers in the world, saying, Jack Grealish, we can't afford him. That's Manchester City. We yeah, can't yeah. afford Jack Grealish. There's going to be a time where a team's come knocking. We've got an unlimited pot of cash yeah. and we can't say no. That's just making me a bit sad. It is, of course. <laughs> we never want to imagine a life without Grealish and McGinn. But, there's got to be something in place if they aren't at Villa. Of course. You know, Smith will say in the media, Jack will tell you about jumping into his bushes. It's all right, carry on. Carry on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jack will tell you about running into the bushes when he was a kid, pretending yeah, he says it was a whole end, yeah. you know. But at the end of the day, if someone offers you a quarter million pound a week to go and play for Real Madrid, are you going to turn it down? Yeah. So I suppose... I and mean, bringing it back to this season a little bit before we get off topic to Grealish leaving and, and selling that If story. I start slipping off that, just tell them. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. No, it's fine. It's it's fine. I mean, we are used to this at this point. Back end, you go on some wild stories. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. That Liverpool, it was such a sucker punch that we we almost didn't recover from that. But I kind of feel like as much as that, that last few minutes are difficult, part of me feels like, well, can we look at the other 80 minutes that we were good for and take something from that rather yep. than focus on the last 10 minutes that, yep. we, that we lost the game in? I think you go to Wolves then and that was the first game for me that we played badly. Is, yep. is, as much as the Liverpool result was, was a hard thing to take, we played well. Wolves, we were terrible. Then we regrouped International Week, come back, yep. but brush aside Newcastle. It's quite, yeah, quite Newcastle easy, wasn't it, was in the end? Quite easy. 
Newcastle have been doing well. So brush aside them, then get to Old Trafford. First half again. They're really well again. Good. Unlucky. Fight back off the canvas this time. Whereas we thought, like, two going 2 1 down. And uh, really good getting loaded. And Smith said that on Saturday. Just hang on a minute. Three, three weeks ago, we were coming away from Old Trafford. Everyone's loving us. Yeah. So I put it in perspective there. So what's happened since then then? <laughs> Just playing against good good teams. Leicester, brilliant team. Um, yeah. Sheffield United, good clo- good solid side at yeah. home. Uh, but I, I suppose Chelsea, the, the, the yeah. more frustrating thing is there that we've not played well in any of those games either. Yeah, we didn't true. play well against Chelsea. I don't, I don't think Chelsea gave us an opportunity to play well. We were severely outclassed by Chelsea. Do you think? Yeah, and I'll be honest, I was expecting Chelsea to finish outside the top half of the Same. table this year. Same. I thought Frank Lampard... I mean, they were good, but I still feel like we didn't play well there, though. I just think we were severely outclassed. I don't give, think they give us an opportunity to do anything. No, I God. think they had Chelsea everything locked me. down. They're yeah, really they good. really did play some And they're struggling, they're struggling. Class. Lost to Bournemouth the weekend. And yeah. The only, the only yeah. team they beat recently is Villa, so... But yeah, Classic again. hard fixtures. But it's all about this. what's coming up now, isn't it? Yeah, so we last week we did a points prediction for yeah. between now and the 2nd of January. So obviously we're one game down into that, that five period now. We both said... Sheffield United Villa we'd lose so yeah, yeah. we're our predictions so far bang on happy yeah. days for that which is the man of the loss isn't it That's... yeah so next three Southampton on Saturday at home yeah Norwich must Boxing win. Day at home must win Watford away a couple of days after yeah must win ah. depends on the first two oh well, yeah <laughs> so three games there the, the busy Christmas period What? How, how do you see that tie what does it look like how many points I'd love to jump on the bandwagon and say nine I'd realistically say I'd be happy with seven. Oh, I'd be happy with seven as well. I think Watford, I don't think they've got a bad team. I think they're in a really bad spot. You know, hints of how we were the year we went down. You can very much see that. You know, the fans are very much, you know, what's going on. I think, aren't they just sacked their second manager of the season so far? Mm. I think they're due a win. Might not be against us, but I'd definitely take a point of Watford away. Um, you know, everyone could go, oh yeah, Watford, bottom of the league. It's it's no walkover. There's 11 men on a pitch versus 11 men. You know, yeah. anything can happen. <clears throat> it's Christmas as well. Weird things happen when there's loads of fixtures. Absolutely. Something is going to go wrong somewhere. Test the squad now, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Definitely. And when we've got Irish and Scottish in the team, they like to party. You, know, <laughs> so you, know, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so the, the two at home. It's good out of their home as well. Yeah. yeah two coming up. You've got to win both, I think, now. Absolutely. My only concern is Danny Ings. Mm. Great mm. player. Scoring goals. Southampton, uh, who did they play? Was it West Ham? Did yeah, lost to West Ham 1-0. Unlucky to lose. You know, West Ham aren't having their best season ever. But they were unlucky to lose. You know, they had chances. They could have They could have won. Um, well, they could have equalised. Uh, did they lose 1-0? Yeah. Yeah. They're not a pushover, you know. And I think people think, oh, yeah, Sheffield United, they've just come up with us. They ain't, they ain't signed anyone, you know. The problem with social media and this whole of we should be doing better than we are, is a lot of people follow what they see online. Some people don't understand football on a you know an in-depth level. There's people who I specifically pay attention to online because I know they talk about something mm. that they understand. That's so why it's you follow very, me. It's very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to jump on a bandwagon online of, yeah. oh yeah, these rubbish, these rubbish, this ain't working, change the formation. Yeah. This is the formation that got us back into the Premier League, you know, What's different? What is it that's different? I mean, I've, I've completely fell off topic there again. No, 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 no. What's different? Because Tammy Abraham scored, what was it, 30? 26 he got. 26. Yeah. Me being hopeful. 30. <laughs> 26 
in a formation that's exactly the same as we're playing now. Yeah. What's different? Apart from the quality of opponent. Yeah. Well, that's a major factor, isn't it? I think McGinn's not not, not firing all cylinders. McGinn's knack, looks knackered. I think Grealish out wide is the difference. Yeah. I don't think he's as effective out wide. I think we had a question from yeah. Gary, forgive me if I forgot that wrong, said, should he be moved back centrally now? Because we talked about the midfield trio, didn't we, last week, yeah. and that that didn't work. Again, I've not seen the full game, so I, yeah, the, I, the midfield play, trio poorly, so I assume the midfield trio didn't work again. I've heard a little story about McGinn, and I don't know if it's true, is that he's got a muscle tear. So I hear he's, I've been told, I don't know the truth behind it, that he's playing on painkilling injections and he's got a muscle tear, which would make perfect sense to me. But I think whether it's true or not, I think you can definitely see McGinn is missing his right hand man you know McGinn and Grealish are like Maverick you know it's just it's like mm. Dick Dastardly and Muttley you yeah, know yeah, it's yeah. their sidekicks they, they really there. do bounce off each other yeah. and I think you, Dan you're most definitely right I think that is the problem I think we've got a wide variety of central midfield players you know and defensively central midfield players and I feel like we need to go back to two on the wing and we need to go back to Grealish and McGinn in the centre. So. I really do. But, but then you've got a lot of rotation of that CDM position. I mean, but Jax has played well on the left. I'm not saying he's been poor. He's yeah. played well against Man United. Scoring goals. Yeah, he's, he's contributing. But I feel like the team performs better. And if you're comparing last season to this season, the one yeah. thing that's just came to my head is that Grealish is the only one who's playing a different position than he was last year. It's crazy because the start of the year when he was playing in the number eight, he was too deep. Yeah. And then we need to get him higher. Dean puts him higher. He's scoring goals. But Villa are lacking that little bit of magic in the middle now. So it's just like conundrum or conundrum. So I don't know where you go with that. The, the one game we've played this season where I think we played we played the same formation. but So you know currently in our in our setup we very much distribute to the wings. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very much our style of football. Against Norwich we didn't do that. We had a little bit on the wings but everything was coming through the middle. Mm. And it was, yeah. We absolutely battered Norwich. And for yeah. some reason, we didn't play that style of football in any other game. I don't know if the players, it just happened and that was how the game ended up going. But we absolutely, that game against Norwich, it might not have even been our best performance so far this season, even though we scored five five goals. Mm-hmm. It might not have been our best performance this season. But we had more opportunities at goal. Wesley scored two and missed a penalty. Mm. You know, it shows... I don't know. I think I says I'm, I bad Norwich were. I think, yeah, well, you know that's I mean? what I think that might be part of it. You know, was it so that we okay. played everything centrally? We did so well, or yeah. was it that we or Norwich were just that poor? Mm. You know, what what is it? I was just going to say Villa have beat the swords around, and when there's been a must win game, Villa have won. They beat and beat uh, Norwich. They had to win that one. Yeah, and poor form going into that one. Pulled yeah. it back against Brighton as well. Beat Brighton. How much pressure was on that Newcastle game? Yeah. Yeah. Beat, beat Newcastle so the pressure's on again now the heat's on again I think yeah, so far this season Villa have come, come up trumps haven't they I suppose that's the thing isn't it that if we've been on this this bad run of form now if you do win the next three in a row everyone will go Ooh, nothing to worry exactly. about we're, we're fine we're, yeah. we're exactly. know, probably around mid-table but would the fans be in a different position if we're in this run of form and we didn't have the unlucky situations so take into account the uh, Crystal Palace game where we you know Kevin Friend sorry to mention his name mm. take into account that still makes me if angry. every team we've gone have gone to 10 men against us and we had won those games if we hadn't conceded against if we'd beat Arsenal or even drew with Arsenal 
would people be more accepting of the current run of form if those things hadn't happened to us because those things didn't happen because of Villa or any yeah. of the players it was just bad luck I suppose mm. it's one of the, it's one of those things isn't it that we can look at those and go oh that was really unlucky but there's probably things that have I don't know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there's probably things that have gone our way this season that have been lucky as well, but we kind of it's easy to point out a negative, isn't it, yeah, in that yeah, regard. Absolutely. I think some things are just classic villa, aren't they? Like there's a stat that I saw on BBC Sport before this that of all the teams to have a penalty this year, we're the only one to have not scored one. Mm. We've had two, Wesley and Jack the other day. We've missed them both. Like mm. that feels like one of those things that's one of those stats that just, yeah, that's that, classic it? villa that is. After yeah. Grealish missed that pen, I just thought today isn't meant to be. And that's we where got it through VAR as well. Like VAR went for us. They they spotted it. It was a handball. They it got was it right. Play and handball. They get it right. Here we go. If we score this, we're probably back in the game. Mm. And it's classic. It upsteps Jack, the one the one the player that I wasn't at the game, but when I saw it come through, I was like, oh, I think Jack should take this. Because um, Codger was, 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 was on at that point. Yeah. I, thinking, I think Jack. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Jack here. And then he misses it and you just think. If Henderson had saved it, it would have been a retake because Henderson really? was off his line. Yeah, yeah. but because oh. he missed, I don't know, there must be something in the rule inside. Well, you've missed, deal with it pretty much regardless yeah. of the goalkeeper. I suppose he didn't interfere with the miss, did he? Yeah. Would have been a lot of fun, but been and gone, hasn't it? So. Yeah, so the next, the next couple then Southampton and Norwich. Watford after that I think it's Burnley New Year's Day yeah. isn't Burnley it's a game that exactly. you've got to be looking at, at picking up something there even though it's a way and it's a difficult game um, so I want to talk about our best 11 now I put a tweet out yesterday <laughs> that's got a lot of replies to it that I'm not going to go through them all because it'd be very boring to sit here and read out about 30 formations yeah yeah don't worry um, but the, the sort of overriding consensus from Twitter is that we should be playing a 3-5-2 that seems to be the most popular choice because I, I said if everyone's fit you can pick a formation, you can pick our best team. What is our best team now? Because at the start of the season, like you say, 4 through 3 last year, I've said twice on this podcast in two weeks that I kind of feel like if Smith wants to play that formation and that's his thing, I kind of respect that. Now I kind of feel like it's a little bit stubborn not to change it because it's not working. Mm. Now, if you keep, if you keep, if you're, like you said, if Wesley's getting chances and missing, you kind of go, okay, well, something is there, that's fine. If Dean Smith persists with 4-3-3 because it looks like we're in games, like we were at the start of the season, you go, okay, we'll stick with it. It's not working now yeah. for the last three or four matches, so mm. I kind of feel like you've got to change something now. And Me too, predictable. can't change the personnel, maybe formation is the option. Now, whether Smith will do that or not doesn't really matter. We can't influence that. But I'm thinking for us to go through what we think is our best 11, and I'm going to write it down, and yeah. we're going to go through it. So first of all, formation. Do you think 4-3-3 is the way to go? Or is a three at the back? Go on, Tor. Go on. <laughs> do you want me to go I'm first? The, book, the yeah. thought of a three-five-two is quite attractive. I do, I do like this, the idea of that, but we've never played it, so I don't know. I trust in Dean Smith. So, yeah, okay. I know you want me to give you a formation, <laughs> but I have to remember where this formation has currently took us in the last 12 months. So you're saying 4 3 three. I'm saying something isn't right, but 4 th- I feel like something isn't right. I don't know if the formation is the problem. Okay. But that is the formation that is the reason we're all sat here talking about Villa in Premier League matches. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if that wasn't the case, we'd probably be in here talking about we've just beat Millwall 1-0 from an 89th minute goal <laughs> from Jonathan Codger. Yeah. Yeah. I trust the system. Something isn't right, but I trust the system. Okay. I don't think we should change the formation. However, I feel like Wesley needs a number two next to him. I feel like he needs someone closer to him 
as a player. Mm-hmm. And I think when he's got Grealish and McGinn behind him as central midfielders, he has a lot more support. I think the formation doesn't need to change. I think the setup of the formation needs to change in terms of who you're putting out on your wings. Okay. I think Grealish could probably play great at right back if we needed him to. <laughs> he will excel in any position. If we were down to 10 men, we had no strikes on the bench or Wesley got injured, Jack and needed to go up top. I think he'd do great up top. He'd take people on, he'd score goals. Again, probably being a bit biased <laughs> because I'm team Villa and team Grealish. <laughs> I don't think there's a problem with the formation. I think there's a problem with where we're playing people in formations. That's my 50p. Okay. okay. What about you? I like, yeah, got to trust Dean Smith, ain't you? I mean, he's, the, the system's been played at youth level now as well. I've been to a, two, yeah. a few 23s games, so they're filtering that right down. Uh, I asked him the, the, the big question last week. Um, will, will you consider changing system? He goes, uh, yeah, always always consider changing system. I changed it three times against Leicester, did nothing. <laughs> but he's basically saying, we're in, we're in a really hard league. It's a tough league, but some hard fixtures. And uh, the players are still learning to go back. It's still a new team. Bear with us. We'll beat the teams around us. And uh, Do you actually say that? Well, basically, that's how you come across, yeah. effectively. So, I think he'll stick with it. I think he'll stick with it. But personnel, that's a, the debate we've had in today is putting Grealish back in the middle, isn't it? Okay, so we'll, so, we'll, we'll go with a 4 3 3, but I'm, I'm going to go through a 3 5 2 just because there was so much on Twitter that yeah, was saying this is what I think. So, I kind that, of feel it? like. I've yeah. asked them to get involved. Okay. I want to share their opinion as well. Yeah, it's yeah. not just about us. So the first now put down, obviously, Heat in plays in goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Gilbert is our best right back. Yeah. yeah, really impressed with him. Centre half pairing, Con- uh, Concer, Engels and Mings. Yeah, that's the, the best, best pairing, yeah. Yeah. So this is, if, if everyone's fit, this is what we're playing. Target left back. Yep. Somebody asked me on Twitter that, that Horse played well the other day and that is he a better option I left back? I don't think he did play well. Do you not? No, I think he got exposed. He did really? a few good things. But First half he was good. He looked all yeah. right on the highlights reel. But. And the thing is, he had posted something online recently where he said I needed to see this and it was something saying about five years ago where Harry Kane and Vardy were on the bench yeah, yeah, not yeah, starting games and you know, look at them now. And I think, I think he's worked hard in training. And I think he said to Dean Smith, give him an opportunity. And I think that was his chance to shine. But I don't think he's to blame for the loss. He's not to blame for the loss. But one thing, Mings has been making mistakes recently in that defensive left central role. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing we did lack on the field on Saturday was a leader. And I think Mings is that leader. So while we did miss him defensively and he occasionally makes a little bit of a mistake, you think, go on, just get rid of it. Mm. One thing we did definitely lack was that Ming's type of leadership mm. yep. in the game nobody knew who to look at for come on lads keep your heads up that's what I felt we were missing so I'd definitely go yeah regardless yeah, I don't think from what people are saying a line play 3-5-2 if I were to play a 3-5-2 my three centrals would be Ming's Engels Konza yeah same we'll come on to a 3-5-2 sorry mate no, that's okay midfield three then defensive midfielder I'll let you go first this time, <laughs> Okay. Uh, not... Do you even play a defensive midfielder? Yeah. How do you feel about Nakamba this year? How do you feel about him? Ray reviews starting off, wasn't it? Everyone's loving yeah. him, wasn't they? But I recently... It's... Again, it's a, a new player thing, isn't it? That yeah. He's yeah. going to have good games and he's going to have poor games. I think in different games, we lack a certain type of defensive midfielder. There's times where we get loads of free kicks on the edge of the box where you think damn I wish Oran was here now mm. and then there's games where I think mm. oh god if Dougie was on the edge there if he does that <laughs> silly little flick he does that just puts him in the top <laughs> in yeah. we could use that and then there's times where I think bloody hell they're running us raggedy in central midfield here 
Yeah. We could do in the Cambo, yeah, putting yeah, some yeah. legs in. I mm. don't think there's any one. You're like a multiple three, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, somebody somebody tweeted me and said that we've got four or five very good midfielders that are all very different from each other. And we, we haven't got one that's kind of good at everything. We've yeah. got we've got like four players that yeah. are good at one thing each, and yeah. we needed like a combination Absolutely. of that. Yeah. See, I think instead of going in position by position, I'm going to go my midfield three would be just as a flat line midfield. Yeah. Okay. Would be McGinn, Horahan, Harahan, and Jack. Okay. I don't think Nakamba or Louise would that be was my the, that best was the midfield. Trio player. started against Tottenham. The I down, think that's it? the success that we had last season as well. When we started yeah. playing well last year, that midfield three that we were crying out for, and again, it's a different level. Horahan, Harahan offers goals, doesn't he? He offers assists. I won't knock Connor. Connor gets a lot of grief online, but I actually really, really rate him. I think he's got a lot of stick. He's come from lower leagues and he's proved himself in every league I I think if you're asking him to play an actual six and sit back I don't think that's quite his game but I, I think he could tweet, still do it Dan I put a tweet saying Conor Horan is one of the best free kick takers in Europe and he got a thousand likes <laughs> but Fancy. he also is that after Newcastle? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, <laughs> I got some headache off uh, a lad who I work with who's a Liverpool fan and there's a great Villa page called Villa Analytics and the guy mm-hmm. is such a he worships football stats. No, we're getting it to get him on. Get him to do the prep. <laughs> but I tweeted him saying, I need some stats on Conor Hurahan. And he said, how does top goal scoring free kicks in the top two leagues sound yeah. in the last two years? And he is. He's, Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some will say, can you afford to have a player that is only good at free I kicks? I don't think that's the case. I don't think he's just good. As no, no, I don't think he's advocate. just a free kick taker, but I think it's easy for people to say that online. If people talk about his qualities and then talk about things he's not so great at, I don't think anyone can say that Conor Horahan doesn't give 100% in every game. Everyone has a game where they're not playing the best that they play, and I don't think that is just down to work, right? Mm. I think Conor Horahan, I would be happy with Horahan Louise or Nakamba starting in midfield every game either of them I'd be happy never replace Jack and John but Connor Nakamba or Dougie I'd eat any, I wouldn't when I look at the team sheet at 2 o'clock on a Saturday just for it's about to you know an hour before kick off I'm never disheartened at seeing any of them in the lot yeah okay so it's a Saturday's coming up Southampton must win game who's, you so, mean, who's Connor. You mean, Connor so you think it's different because I don't think they will beat us in skill and talent and I think I don't think we need a high work rate central defensive mid like Nakamba in there. I think we need someone who's Especially creative. And I think Dougie O'Connor would suit that most definitely. Do you? What, what about you? Horses for courses saying there. Uh, I'll be disappointed with Connor lately. See, ever since the Newcastle game because he was so good against Newcastle, but he's, he struggled at Chelsea. It's coming up against top opposition, isn't it? So against the must win game, t- t- the sides around us. I think kind of comes back in, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, that goal threat he poses as well. It's just tip, he doesn't do enough in games. He doesn't impose himself enough. Um, he does have quiet games. Yeah, he can have quiet games. Can he? They can pass him by. He's always, always a threat. He's Villa's top goal scorer this year in all comps, isn't he? Um, That's mad, considering he doesn't play every game. So, yeah, I think the next game's coming up. I think kind of plays for, for me. Mm. Yeah, I agree. So, so, do you also feel that, obviously, McGinn, straight in there, Jack as a central player in a 4-3-3 absolutely is that our best Jack there. best option mm. or do you think he's better left wing so obviously the, the, the 
the plus to playing him left wing is one of these midfield three that we're debating over. He gets to play as well then. Yeah. That if you play Jack left wing, you can play Louise and Horan or, yeah. or whatever. I think that Smith is indirectly telling us that he's looking for a winger in January. Because mm. I think he wants... I know he Jack can play left wing. Yeah. But I think he's playing him left wing because he's not happy with Trezeguet. He's not doing what he expected of him. Yeah, he comes on for Al Ghazi because Al Ghazi at 80 minutes is putting a shift. But Trezeguet's work rate lately has been phenomenal. Mm. Regardless of his performances, he's really tried hard to win the ball and to beat defenders. I think Smith is telling us indirectly that that's an area I'm looking in. Why? Because he thinks we're better with Jack on the wing or because he's not happy with his current wingers? Mm. Which one is it? Okay. So as a forward three then, I feel like this is this is the point where it kind of falls down for me now because there's there's basically three players you can put there and they're the three that are playing. El Ghazi, Wesley and Trezeguet. Yeah. They're our best forward three because... So there's no one else yeah. and that's the problem isn't it there's yeah. no other option to change it Kodja doesn't get into a best team Yotta doesn't get into a best team and then there's obviously the argument that Jack would play as a left wing when there's a midfielder in there but that's where it falls down yeah. that there's no there's no option to rotate and our, our best side if everyone's fit includes three players that have to play because there's no one else yeah. there yeah. that's the issue I think so mm. the, with Trezeguet for me I've like, got Trezeguet on the back of my way to I like Trezeguet. I like if you watch well. his compilation reels, and I know that's an easy thing to say, <laughs> so if you watch anyone's compilation reels, they look like R9. <laughs> In Turkey, he was very much not afraid to take players on, and he literally would give it absolutely lemon. Did you see that goal he scored in training the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely incredible and that's what I've seen in his show reels but one thing he does in the Turkish league that he didn't do in the Prem he doesn't take people on like I see he's got this burst of pace where he can keep the ball quite close to his feet and I'm just not seeing it and you know I'm a sucker for a player who's very skillful Adama Traore everyone will rip him to shreds when he was at Villa I had him on the back of my Villa top that year <laughs> yeah, yeah. because he's one he has I think he has the highest dribbling pass players stat in football. I mm, think yeah, he, yeah. He, it's up there in the top three year mm. in, year out. Yep. And if you look at him now at Wolves, he had no end products. He's got end product now. He's a, I'd say, you know, he's good enough to be playing for Wolves. I just want to see him take players on a little bit more. Now, I don't know if it's a confidence thing because he knows that the quality of football is different or is he being instructed to not take players on and not do things in his style of football I don't know but I don't think he's playing the same football he did in the Turkish no, no. league mm. and he isn't as he of course it's not as yeah. you know that, that Turkish league no offence to Turkish football it's probably league one standard well, there's our Turkish audience gone Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably league one standard you know minus you know Fenerbahce Besiktas Galatasaray they're probably your only three teams who stand out to the rest of you know Turkish football mm. I'd just like to see a little bit more from him going forward that's all yeah, I, fair. I think yeah you mentioned their confidence I think he's playing too safe at the moment the shackles he's like he doesn't want to not impress he's like I'll do the safe things I'll do what the manager asks and instead of taking risks I think, I yeah. think mm. he, he's best when he's a risk taker isn't he absolutely like he showed uh, in Turkey you mentioned so yeah te te Trezeguet take more risks that's what you want to do Roll for one in from 20 yards, have a go. So yeah. I think he's yeah. playing too safe at the moment. So I think we'll see more of him next for the next couple of games for sure. Especially with the transfer window coming up. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they'll yeah. know to be on their toes. Yeah. yeah. Apart from Wesley, who yeah. Smith's reassured. Don't worry, mate. I ain't buying no one else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if we go for a 3 5 2, obviously, again, Heaton plays a back three, Mings, Engels, and Concer as the best. 
fullbacks stay the same, but obviously push further forward. Uh, you still get a midfield three, so again that stays the same. That leaves you with putting somebody up by Wesley if you want to play a two up front. So how and who is that? I don't think Codger. I don't think he would put his strikers there. I genuinely think he'd put Al Ghazi or Trezeguet there. Yeah. So this is what this is what Twitter have said that somebody like El Ghazi, I mean, people are putting this formation as a 3-5-2 yeah. with Trezeguet and El Ghazi playing instead of Wesley. And I start to look at things like that and everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm not slagging off the audience. I feel that's, if if Steve Bruce started doing things like that, playing players out of position, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, We'd be going, he's not a striker, blah, blah, blah. I think there's a swing and roundabout with this. So I think... You've got Wesley, Kodja and Keenan Davis who are all very much hold-the-ball-up type of strikers. You know, win balls in the air, hold-up type of strikers. But then you've got Al Ghazi and Trezeguet, two very similar styles of players. I think you can't have... You couldn't have Wesley and Davis or Kodja up front and I don't think you could have Trezeguet and Al Ghazi. I think it would have to be one of the two. So yeah. it'd have to be one of the wingers and Wesley, Kodja or Keenan Davis. I think Keenan Davis and Wesley two very similar players more so than Codger and Wesley mm-hmm. I think Keenan Davis and Wesley are two I've heard that Codger is off in January and going to Pesiktas in Turkey back on Turkish football <laughs> um, a league one player you're saying yeah I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna end up going he might see it out to the end of the season but he's done a lot for us but I wouldn't be disheartened if he went and we bought in a fresh pair of legs because in every position in the team we have someone crawling up the ladder who wants to play football, mm-hmm. who wants us to start in the team. But then you've got Wesley who doesn't... Codger, I don't think he's, you know, really trying... He, you can see that Smith doesn't want him in the team, you know, in terms of he isn't starting games. He's obviously not doing as well as Wesley in training. He doesn't get the opportunities when he comes on, you know. But again, that's a problem with Villa up top. And Keenan Davis, I think, is more of a backup for Wesley as opposed to your direct competition. I don't want this to be the end of Wes, but I think we definitely need Wesley needs someone on his toes fighting for that position. Mm-hmm. It's friendly competition within your teammates. Yeah, you know, odd McGinn hasn't been himself. Whether that's because he hasn't got Jack next to him or because he is does have a muscle tear, I don't know if that's true. I'd rather a hundred percent Connor than a fifty percent McGinn. Mm-hmm. I think if McGinn isn't, you know, fully fit or whatever isn't working or whatever a problem he has, you know, people online have been saying, "Oh, his head's turned." Teams are coming for him. No nonsense. I think he loves Villa just like we do. I just think Wesley needs some competition up front. Yeah, or, or a, a partner, or a partner. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's alone up there, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I think even putting Wesley alongside Trezeguet as a, f- a forward two or people are saying having Jack as, as close as like a kind of a false nine kind yeah. of thing it's like I kind of feel like we're trying to fix a problem in a, the wrong way I think if, if Smith's going to stick to his system you either need to change personnel in some way or yeah. you need to kind of maybe push Jack closer to uh, Wesley coming in from the left or whatever it is there needs to be some tweaks made isn't there to, to get some kind of success out of that side the one transfer rumour that's kind of creeping in a little bit, again, from Twitter, uh, courtesy of uh, Darren Bent on TalkSport, where he was talking about Ben Teke coming back to Villa. Now, 
Oh, I love Ben Teco. Absolutely love him. When he uh, loved him, I should say, when he played for us. I, mean, I don't care about him anymore, really. But he's not the same player, is he? That that, no. that we saw at Villa. He's. I mean, I saw a stat that off the back of it that he scored less goals in I don't know four years than Wesley has this season, or something yeah. like that. So it's like, is he the answer? to a side that needs goals a striker that isn't scoring and is well out of form and has injury problems and as much as I like the romantic idea of him coming back and saving yeah, the day yeah, and being the course. hero and getting the, the shirt uh, with Benteke on and the, the celebration coming back and all the rest of it as much as I love the idea of that we've, we're past that aren't we I think Benteke isn't the player he was for us and Villa aren't the team that we were when he was there so mm. I don't think you can just say oh, he's not what he was before he isn't He's out of favour in a Crystal Palace system. I don't. I don't think that's going to change. But I think he's just signed a new contract. I'm not sure. Yeah, extension, think, yeah. yeah an extension. Yeah, extension. Somehow, um, Villa aren't the same team. We're not in the same system. If you look at what Dean Smith looks for in a striker, which I can only base that on Wesley. Are they similar types of players? In a way, yes. But Benteke isn't the player that he was mm. when he played for us four. We don't have that same system. We don't have that same team. I don't think he's the answer. I don't think... It's like if Ronaldo went back to Manchester United, do I think he'd do what he did before? No, because he's not the same player. And Man United aren't the same team. Yeah, fair. Mm. What, do you, what do you think about Benteke? Benteke. Uh, if Villa were to get him, it'd be a sign of desperation, wouldn't it? Yeah, it does feel desperate. It really does, doesn't it? So I can't see it myself. Wesley's got this little cluster of games now to, to finally announce himself again. Um, it's up to him yeah. now. I know if there's a time to prove yourself, it's, it's now, three, it? right? Absolutely. It's now. So yeah, if, he's, if he scores three three and three or, or something like that, yeah. and we win, or even a couple, and yeah. we win those games, then because of his goals, I mean, if we score and win them 6 0 and he just gets a consolation goal at the end, yeah. then it wasn't his contribution, you know what I mean? Then, yeah, but if he, if he wins us these games, then we all kind of go in, oh, maybe we don't need a striker after all. Yeah. Imagine what a goal does for him as well. If it, yeah. Even if it comes off his, I don't know, his backside or something, he just goes in. I imagine how you're feeling there. Mm, All the weight off his shoulder. Absolutely. Finally scored, man. Question, so, we'll see. Question I was thinking of was Sheffield United. He was subbed off for the first time. Yeah, yeah. For Codger. Finally gets some minutes. Incredible. 20, 20 minutes-ish or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got 20 minutes at what the end. Was, first of all, what was Codger like in that period? And what yeah. was the kind of reaction to Wesley coming off? It said, it's, I mean, it spoke volumes, really. Because he's refused to bring Codron, hasn't he? He mm. refused. Well, we said, didn't we, the last three games probably could have been Codron. Wasn't Codger Wesley injured? He took up, yeah, yeah. had oh, a back, in, uh, in, okay. knocked to his back. So but, it wasn't a tactical thing? No, but he mentioned he wanted to get Codron, see what he was like. So the fact hasn't brought Codron previously. He continued playing Wesley, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, mm. 90 minutes, says a lot. Uh, Codger last played, is he coming on against Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah. Before the capitulation, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um,. I didn't see much of Codger to be honest. I mean, I don't know. Villa didn't have much of the ball towards the end. Uh, I think we'll see Codger tomorrow, won't we? Against Liverpool. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. God, I totally forgot there was a, a game on Tuesday. I kind of want to talk about it a little bit, but I'm not going to go too in depth. For me, there's this debate of do we make changes uh, and rest some players because the upcoming Premier League games are more important, or do we go full strength, try and get a win, and get those players some confidence for the big games coming up mm. and risk injury and fatigue where do you kind of sit on that debate for the Liverpool game for tomorrow because yeah. it's, it's a winnable game with them putting out a weaker team a similar team we played against Wolves in the cup 
I'd be happy so with. Which is very much not a youth team, but a rotation team. Mm-hmm. There's some players who could do with 90 minutes. I think Conor Horan could definitely do with 90 minutes. I think House could definitely do with another 90 minutes. I think so, yeah. Um, it's going to have to be eaten in goal, I think. I think you got to... I think this should be a free pass into the next round. I know it's never going to be easy. There's, again, there's 11 players on the pitch, same as us. But... I genuinely think we should play a rotation team with a couple of... I'd put Vasilev in, uh, young Bulgarian. I don't know anything he about He is doing absolute bits for our youth team and you can see he has a really talented eye for goal. Mm. He is a quality player. We picked him up from, I think, in the last Youth World Cup. Yeah, it was. That's right. I think we signed him up. And... If you watch a little compilation of him, he really has an eye for goal and he really has an eye to get in positions. I think, no, he shouldn't start against, you know, Premier League matches. But I just keep everyone on their toes. Give him a bit of confidence. Bring him on as a sub. I think Keenan Davis is still injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he can't play. So I think Codger's going to have to play. Going back onto Saturday, Sheffield United, one thing that was refreshing was seeing... <clears throat> Codger get absolutely no service as well. So people can see past the the Wesley, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wesley's rubbish. Codger wasn't getting any service as well. So you yeah. can see that the problem, he, yeah, Wesley probably could be doing a little bit more. Could, could Codger be doing more as well though? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't think he was getting the service either. And I think mm. service is the, the problem up top. Only Smith will go with Wesley tomorrow. You for Liverpool team, get a goal. Maybe. He, yeah. I can see, I think it's, there's no wrong answer with that one. Mm. I think it'd be great. Yeah. But I, again, he probably needs a rest, but he also needs a goal. So which one's more important, mm. a rest or a goal? Yeah. Codger well, deserves his chance now, I think, uh, against Liverpool. If he scores against Liverpool tomorrow, would you have got a case any for Saturday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Mad, isn't it? I think he'll play Codger. Tomorrow, yeah? Yeah, I think so. And if he gets a couple or a goal, say, what do you reckon he does for Saturday then? Then he plays well. <laughs> All ifs and buts. Yeah, we'll find yeah. out tomorrow. Yeah. But what, what, what's your team for tomorrow? Just well, I'm gonna I'm gonna nick somebody <laughs> off Twitter. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> because plastic. You're a plastic. <laughs> Part of me feels like I can't be bothered to put an actual team together because I just it's so it's so um, it's such a weird position to be in. If it was Liverpool's first team, I'd be saying rotate because I don't think we're gonna win. Because like you said it kind of feels like a bit of a free hit and a free pass oh, to the yeah. semi-final let's not forget of, yeah. of the cup which would be great Yeah, because it's their youth team turning up I mean it's still Liverpool so their youth team might be very good still yeah. so I'm still kind of like well if we put out a, a, a weakened team as well then I kind of I don't know it's a good opportunity to get through to the cup so I'm going to involve the audience not still still the point as this from uh, Adam and he said Nealon in goal so not Heaton Elmo Chester Courtney Hawes, Taylor, so a fully rotated back five. Lansbury, played on Saturday. Louise. Is this as if it's a 3 5 2? Um, I'm not sure. Because you, you said five at the back. You didn't then. mention it? No, with the goalkeeper. Oh, okay. Yeah, gone. Sorry, my bad. No, it's okay. <laughs> Lansbury, Louise, and Grealish as a three. Trezeguet now, Garzi Wide, and Codger up front. So that is, I would say that's a, a rotation team. It's still strong ish, but. I mean Jack in there does Jack need to play nah. I wouldn't be playing I wouldn't be playing Jack I wouldn't be playing McGinn I think they put them in as just a bit of solid reassurance but I definitely think whatever it is with McGinn I definitely think he, not even on the bench just let him have a 
let him have a couple of days. Have a nice bath at home. Absolutely. A nice yeah. bath, some crisps. I think he likes crisps. And, chips. Uh, chips, that's it. Yeah, yeah he likes yeah. chips. Just get a bag of chips from the chippy, mate, and watch some curry. You yeah, know, yeah, just, just you relax, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think... Now I'm going to put some thought into it. I don't think I'll go that fully rotated, especially not in the back five with the goalkeeper. Uh, Elmo and Taylor, maybe. Chester. Not sure. Not sure about that. I don't know what his fitness is. His fitness, isn't it? Um, Lansbury, Louise and Grealish is a starting midfield because those three played the other day, didn't they, I think? Yeah. Um, Trezeguet and Algarzi both play and then Kodju is the rotated option. So it's probably pretty much a 50-50 split, isn't it, there, of, of first team and second team. I don't know, it's difficult. It's such a weird position to it's be in, game, play, playing them in that in that scenario. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of predict yeah. it. If you play kids versus kids and we... And we lose yeah, you kind yeah, of yeah. look at it as a oh well, we could have got to the semi-final exactly. if we'd have played a stronger team so that that's a, almost a no-win situation if you play a fully strength team and somebody gets injured we'll be saying oh why are we doing that against the kids so yeah. it's a very weird game to be in so I kind of don't envy Smith and the coaching staff for how they play this one part of me feels like they'll just go we'll kind of play our the best team that we can afford to get away yeah. with and, and hope that's enough to get through I think so yeah um, so it's a it's a weird one, isn't it? I'm, I'm intrigued. I think Smith will have seen some tired legs. Um, I think he will take that into account. I think he's got to take more into account than who deserves to play, mm. because you can see there's tired legs, and I think that's showing in our performances. Um, I seen a stat a couple of games ago that said um, like after the first 45 minutes, the only team above us in the league. You know, if we got the result based on the first 45, we were second in the league. So we're just falling off. Yeah, it's yeah. that consistency, yeah. isn't it? Of we need to play the same for 90 minutes. You're going to get tired, you know, later on in the games. But it it used to be a pattern. We had a great 45 minutes and then a poor 45 minutes. You know, take into account Tottenham. I think. Tottenham, we give him a great game, and then Ericsson come on. It was the Ericsson show, and he very much, you know, showed us why, you know, Welcome they got to, to a Champions League. League final. <laughs> yeah, and I think we've just got to find that consistency in playing well for ninety minutes. But yeah. heads were definitely dropped on Saturday against Sheffield United. I don't think we should change formation. I don't think Wesley's Wesley's stories wrote yet for Villa. No, you know. I seen a stat after 16 games of, I can't remember, it was definitely Juan Pablo Angel and John Carew of oh, how many goals well, they had yeah. scored in the first 16. And they're very much similar to Wesley's. You know, we're, I'm guilty of it as well. I thought we were going to finish top half of the table. I think a lot of fans are very impatient. Me being one of them, you know, when I talk about, I think everyone's just eager for Villa to do well. And there's been such a hype since that win streak, and then we only lost it against Norwich, right? Yeah. Last season. Yeah. I think there's been so much hype since then, and the hype hasn't really fell off until now. You'll see Spot. people at 25 minutes starting to turn yeah. on the players on the pitch. If that, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to stop that. I get it's frustrating watching us go back to the goalie loads and then, you know, one minute we're on the edge of the box with Grealish, next minute Heaton's got it again and we're playing hoof ball up to Wesley. Believe in Dean Smith, believe in the system. We're a year in front of the owner's plan. I think we'll make some changes in January. I don't know what they're going to be. You know, you're seeing Ben Rama shouted about a lot. Uh, what's his name from Hull? Uh, Bowen. But yeah, seeing him spouted about a lot as well we just don't know we don't know what the scouts are doing we don't know what Smith's doing all I know is that 
I believe in the system and I, I genuinely don't think we're going down. We just need to find some consistency in our play. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think social. we talked about it didn't we, last week. Social media is just a weird kind of amalgamation of society yeah. in it. It's not, not quite, isn't a, if I get my words out, it's not, <laughs> it's not a kind of true reflection of society Absolutely. and, and the yeah. fan base as a whole because you can scroll through one person's feed and think he wants Dean Smith to go he's lost the plot and somebody on the other side is almost too positive in the other way yeah. and you kind of there's, there's a balance to be had that we can understand and and, and feel the frustrations of we're yeah. not doing as well as we all would like to do but also not that okay well let's just sack the manager and get rid of it and Absolutely. try again because it's not the answer for, for a start the club don't feel that way because he's just been given a new contract exactly so I kind of feel like regardless of whether we go down or not Dean Smith should be the manager for the next three or four years yeah, to yeah. try and get if he's playing like you say if he's playing that system with the kids we need to see and let him grow Aston Villa Football Club Absolutely. from the ground up and bring through his philosophy and how he feels as a manager through to that and we're not yeah. going to we're not going to get to see the, the fruits of his labour if we sack him it's after a, a little bit of a sticky it? patch in the Premier League I, I said it last week I kind of feel we're about where we deserve to be yeah. we've, we've been in most games and we've played well but we've not been quite good enough to get the points that we minutes, feel like we no. deserve, and that's that's our own fault, and that will change over time. I think there's some stats I've been I've been sent. I've, I'm not kind of an analytical <laughs> enough to go into it and, and assess what it means, but we're doing all right. We're doing just about all right to, to to stay up. I think obviously you know these next couple of games are massive. If you lose the next three, I'll be very very concerned. All of a sudden, I still kind of obviously I'm concerned now a little bit, but. I still think we'll we, there's enough there to be to be positive about and to stick with. And as much as I kind of respect that everyone's got their opinion, shouting about Smith getting the sack and what's John Terry doing? Our defence is terrible and all these little yeah. things and Wesley's this, Wesley's that. Just calm down a little bit and kind of keep the faith and hope everything is all right and that we, we don't look back on this in six months and go, oh, look at us deluded that we thought we were absolutely. Up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that about brings us to a close doesn't it anything yeah, else you want to mention up the villa that's it yeah keep the faith <laughs> long live dean smith <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for watching or listening to episode five of claret and blue um if you could leave us an itunes review that would be lovely only five star ones though please if you've got negative negative things to say not interested uh <laughs> subscribe to us on youtube as well our youtube uh, channel is growing nicely i think we're doing a little competition next week oh yeah. uh, you know art of football yeah t-shirt people they're sending us some some gear. Like so. They've got some. Oh, I've had a few bits from them. Yeah. I've got um, very nice a cartoon drawn version of uh, Smith and Grealish yeah. holding the cup. Yeah, I've oh, got nice. that as well. Uh, the poster. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. got the poster. The dark I've got that frame. On my wall. Yeah, I've got uh, one of those. next to the flags from Wembley that I bought. Nice, home with uh, me. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I was scrolling around at the end of the ground trying to find <laughs> something. Got through mine and supported the game. So yeah. Stay tuned for a little competition. We'll talk about that next week. Thank you very much for listening, watching, or... Yeah, that's the only two ways that you can consume this podcast, isn't it? Uh, thank you very much. And up the villa. Thanks, James. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa. Up the villa.